Hey there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Fixies, and I'm delighted to bring to you today three conversations with experts about how to talk about returning to work from a career break. Now, we know career breaks happen for lots of different reasons. Uh, you might have taken a career break to look after younger children, to look after elderly uh, parents. You might have also taken it for a mental or a physical illness um, that you've had to deal with. And so we know that there's so many different reasons why people take career breaks. We even know that people take career breaks uh, because they've had a long career at the same company for a long time and they want to change things up and they want to take time to reevaluate. So uh, the first person I'm going to talk to is Helen Wright. She's the founder and managing director of 93Jobs. And both Helen and I started our businesses at the almost exact same time. So we've um, been on a fun journey together watching those businesses grow as we help women return to work, change careers, or start a business. Well, that's what I do. Uh, but she helps women return to work and she helps women find flexible work that they love. So that'll be the first interview. And I'm gonna ask her how we talk about getting uh, your career break onto your CV. If you imagine you've got your uh... You know, you've got like you've got your CV, you've got your name here at the top, uh, you've got your personal statement there, and then then you've got your career history. If these great activities that you've been doing fall under a career gap, I would put them there under career gap uh, or career break. Sometimes people even call it planned career break, um, and then under that almost you can put in bold things that are key, are key at that time so I remember we've got a candidate who's had a really long career break but in that time she's set up her own business um, and she's done um, extra an extra course um, like tech fixes and she's also done charity work they've been very separate from what her career was which was working for some big bank in London doing market but she's kept that under a career break and that just aids I think reading that CV because it's a break from what her career was so for example we were talking to um, Deloitte recently and they've got a returners program and they're actively seeking people as a lot of this kind of company is people who've had career breaks and I said to them what about someone who has had their career and then maybe they've worked as a TA or maybe they've done part-time whatever voluntary work at the local Oxfam shop or whatever do they still count as having a career break and the answer is very much yes because it's a break or being an HR director or a marketing um, director there are reasons other than having children um, and also um, we've had candidates where they've got They've had ch children and then on top of that, parents have become unwell. Um, and that, again, I think, I don't think we value that sometimes as, as a society as much as we should do. Maybe I'm being a bit naive. Um, I, I, think, I think it's changing, but I think obviously it's so vital to have people who are willing to, to do that. Um, and I think... If we're working, if you're if you're wanting to join a company and an organisation, that's obviously a big part of your life, um, and or has been, then you don't want to join a company that doesn't get that. So, I remember writing my CV a, a few years ago and getting my sister to look at it, uh, and she said, "Oh, if I were you, I wouldn't put down about your children on that, because you know what's it going to look like for potential employers." And I said, "Well." I only want to work for potential employers who don't mind the fact that I'm a mum. And at the same time, 
again, maybe we're being a bit naive, but um, that, that's what I would say. When it comes to um, health issues, I think that is, I think that's difficult. And, you know, we have had conversations in confidence with candidates who've told us their situation and have specifically said, but I don't want you to pass that on to, to the client, um, which we haven't done. Um, and I don't know what the right answer is for that, actually. Um, um, I mean, we recently had a candidate who was going for a, a role um, uh, and she's a mum, she's looking for part-time work, she hasn't had a career break, but she, she just said, you know what, I'm just going to go in there and I'm just going to be myself. And if they like me, that's great. And if they don't like me, then it's not meant to be. She went in there and she's, she, she got the job. They loved her. So um, that worked. But now she feels very, very happy about taking on that job because she was being herself. So she knows she's going, she's going somewhere and they've seen her for her. I, I think what I would do, and again, no right or wrong answer here, but I would probably try and address that in your personal statement um and say say that you're passionate about I, i'm guessing social media digital marketing um and you've been working really hard to try and um, start a career in that area for these reasons it is important to recognize that a lot of women do that a lot of women help their husbands build businesses and actually you may not be an employee in that business but you have helped build that business and all those skills you bring to the table that you've helped them with you know, the strategy or the marketing or the, um, you know, and I, I hesitate to use the word admin because I think we, we take admin too lightly. Admin is in so many cases, you know, client management, account management, um, relationship management, things like that. So I think, you know, it's definitely thinking about what you've been doing for your husband that actually is a job because you probably have been doing more than you think you have. Because I wonder whether then you can put that down actually almost as a job then that that's what i'm thinking you know if, if you've done if you've worked for your husband's business at any point doing anything you turn that into a job and even if it's not an official you're on a payroll but you were doing work um i mean i see this happen all the time I've, we've had a woman recently she literally helped her her husband build his business from scratch and she doesn't feel like she's had a career and you just think you know what you've done you know, is more than what most people have done. Most people haven't built a business from scratch that's actually a successful business. And, and so on that then, I, I wouldn't say I helped my husband build his business. I would say name of business, uh, give yourself a job title, whatever that is, um, business partner, office manager, whatever, or just name the business. And then some of the things you did under it, you don't have to, set, to sort of phrase it like that. Like that. Next up, we have CV expert and cover letter expert, Sandy Reed. And I know she's an expert because we've worked with her here at Tech Pixies. I've had several people who have worked for me in the past who've gone on to work for other people, uh, work with Sandy and get their CVs uh, up to speed and their cover letters up to speed. If you'd like to work with Sandy, she has really great rates and she loves working with Tech Pixies. Uh, there will be uh, information in the show notes about uh, how to contact Sandy. Uh, and she works not only with you to figure out what um, should go on your CV and your cover letter, uh, but really to help you shape uh, what you're looking for in that next employer. 
And I think one thing that rings true in all of these interviews is that if an employer isn't interested in working with someone who's had a career break, they're the wrong kind of employer for you. So let's dive in to the interview with Sandy. So on the CV, um, fairly blankly covered. Um, I would usually um, put a reason, but just a few lines, or just a few words really. So I would just put career break from and to, and it just may say to raise a family, um, uh, to travel the world maybe, or it may just say career break with, with no reason. There's not an absolute hard and fast rule. Again, it probably depends on the reason. Um, I'm just trying to think back when I did one for, yeah, it does depend on the individual actually. So someone, someone gave us the advice that you should put planned career break, for example, if it's for a family, yeah. um, you know, and also to possibly even put, um, you know, if, if you, if you were willing to say a little bit more like an unplanned career break in the sense that, you know, it was a, it was an emergency that came up like a family member or something like that. But I, I'm, I'm, I was just curious as to what you thought about planned versus unplanned. Um, does that make a difference to you? I probably wouldn't. Um, it, it probably depends on how much is going on elsewhere. If it's quite a busy CV, it's not really going to particularly get noticed and it will just sit as a career break and if there's other things either side. If it was the most recent thing, which is probably, Joy, where you know, a lot of your uh, women that you're dealing with um, and my returners to work, if it's the most recent thing, then I would probably alert a short line as to what was involved because it's the first thing that somebody reads. And what you want to aim for a CV is you don't want to leave questions that people can't answer. If when they're reading a CV, their first question is why, then you want to answer that question for them. And I because think the first thing they read is, a, yeah. No, I, and I think this is where people get um, nervous because, for example, okay, in a funny way, I mean, and I, I'm, I, this is just the way society works, right? So taking a career break for motherhood, kind of acceptable. Um, taking a career break to, to look after an elderly parent, kind of acceptable. You know, taking a career break for cancer, kind of acceptable. You know, but then there's this fine line. We have people who've come through our program who've taken career breaks for mental illness. And even though it is now becoming more acceptable and understandable, um, it's still, they're nervous, obviously, clearly, about putting it on there. So I think you've got, you know, the four categories that we see are elderly parent, young children, um, illness, per, their own personal illness, um, mental or physical. And, and, and that's, those are the four areas. And some of them are easier to talk about than others. Cancer's cancer. You know, you, you have it, you have to take a break, you come back from it. Um, you know, and, and yes, there's a worry that it might come back, but you know, same thing with mental health. It's like, you know, now we're living in a society where people are talking about it, but yeah. How much do you say, how much do you not say, uh, on, the, on the CV, very little. Yeah, it, it can be quite clean and clear, and and almost if if it's the right word, clinical, um, because there's also a covering letter, and that's so you can can soften things and explain just things in in one or two lines. And again, it doesn't have to be a whole history of of any of those situations, whether you know motherhood, elderly parents, you know, health related but it introduces it in a way that the, the applicant can, can control a little bit better. Um, so really on the CV, very, very little, um, a couple of lines or none, and it can be discussed at another time. Because you could also, you know, depending on the reason, I think this is why it's, it's, it's quite hard to have a hard and fast rule, 
But um, again, if you're um, applying to a company, you can always, you know, phone ahead and say, I'm sending you my CV. I would like just to just, you know, discuss this. You know, if you're interested in talking to me, I'd like to discuss this first with you and so on. And I think although it's really hard to, um, to consider, but if an employer is really not helpful over that career break. You don't want to work with them anyway. <laughs> you want to work for them. And I know that's really hard because so true. Because you know, it is, but you know, often people are looking for the job that's going to get them back into the market, possibly the ideal job. But somewhere in you have I feel it's it's important to keep that sort of reflection as to if this causes them a problem, will I have a problem with this employer? Are they the right employer for me? Yeah, I think that is so, so great. And we've got a woman who's come through our program and she has a podcast and it's all about putting on your brave pants. And (laughs) I kind of think, as you said that, I'm thinking brave pants, you know, it's like, you know, have the courage to say that you had a career break. You don't have to go into the details. They may not even ask you about it. Um, But the point is, is that if you have put it on there and if it comes up, you know, that you do have an answer for it and that you're confident in what that answer is. Um, One of the tricks, you know, that I think that what we got from one of the guys we spoke to, which I think is brilliant, is if you have during that career break taken some time to upskill in whatever it is, social media or WordPress or digital marketing or something totally different, communications, et cetera, that's a great detractor. So oh, you, totally. you can say, you know, I, I had, a, I took a career break from this state to this state. And while I was on that career break, I, um, I upskilled in blah. And then the whole conversation switches to what you upskilled in and not what you had, a, what, why you had a career break. Totally. So, totally. I and I would put that on a CV. So I would have, you know, career break and the dates and I'd have a couple of bullets that said, you know, during my career break, did this during, you know, and this and add it to a little bullets and it then looks you know the same as the roles with you know heading and bullets um you know doesn't stand out so much deflects you know what what somebody could think of but um but yeah those are the things um on linkedin it's not so um serious i think linkedin isn't showing such a formal document it's showing the bits that you want to tell people about um, I tend to recommend just, just leaving, leaving those things out of LinkedIn. Um, most times you will start with the CV and the LinkedIn is a backup. Now, recruiters look at LinkedIn and they will search for people with certain um, key skills and keywords on LinkedIn. But generally, they won't take a, I would suggest they won't take an immediate decision to not contact you just because there's perhaps a year's gap at the top of your LinkedIn profile, if they like what they see, they'll then ask more questions around that and then decide if they're going to put you forward um, so really to the organization. Making, so really it's making sure that the stuff that's on there is filled out as much as possible so that it doesn't look like a barren CV or a barren LinkedIn page. So you're really kind of, if you've only got a few things on there and then you had a career break, and some of our women have had career breaks from 10 years to 20 years. So that feels really big. But what you could be doing is really beefing up the stuff you were doing before, finding those unique skills, uh, beefing those up quite a lot. And then on the area they had the career break, uh, finding the things that you did during that career break that highlight some of your skills. Yeah. Uh, and also if you did any kind of upskilling and I think here's the, here's the, here's the hack on this, right? So you don't have, if you had a career break for let's say eight years, 
you don't have to have upskilled all eight years of that, right? You might've just upskilled the last six months of those eight years. And mm-hmm. that's the point. That's the thing you focus on is like, I, I realized I had a long break and I decided I needed to upskill and I've sorted myself out the last six months and I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, and just like, it doesn't have to be that, you know, it just can be the last bit of that career break, but it's showing them that you are making an effort to go forward. And our third interview here is with Farhan Raja. So Farhan is what you call an interviewologist. He studies the science of interviews. We're going to bring a little bit more of his interview uh, out in a few more of our other podcasts that are coming up. But I wanted to specifically talk about this question of returning to work from a career break. And what I love about Farhan is that he focuses on the positive, always focuses on the positive, always focuses on reducing any friction or negativity that might come out in an interview. So uh, enjoy this interview and uh, I hope you will take some nuggets out of it like I did. So can we, I mean, we were talking about the doing side of things earlier. Um, Can we talk about the question that I know everyone wants to know when they've had a career break. Yeah. And not everyone on our course has had a career break, but a lot of people have. How do you deal with that? And, and also, how do you deal, one of the things that comes up a lot, and, and they're not supposed to ask it, but they do, when they ask about kids and family, you know, technically they're not supposed to ask about that, but it happens. So, so talk us through answering those two questions about family, kids, and career breaks. And how you do that the right way with all the whys? I mean, let's let's have a if you look at the first one, just a career break. Uh, so recently, I've been taking some of the maternity leave, took two year, two and a half years off. Uh, in that case, and she's had the same challenge. And firstly, you know, shouldn't be afraid about the question. It's going to come up. You've got you know you you shouldn't feel guilty about having children and taking time out. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, you shouldn't feel guilty. I mean, there's no, this is actually in the human race to survive. This is what you're doing, you know. (laughs) That's a great way to answer it. I was saving the human race. Well, but also. That might actually go down quite well. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a unique, yeah, that's a great answer. Well, there's other reasons. People take career breaks for mental health issues. They take career breaks for cancer. I mean, there's serious, there's other issues as well. I mean, people, uh, but the key thing is, is that in that break, uh, so, because they're quite different. So, yes. say you're taking the break due to mental health, due to time out because you wanted to you know, get to self, get to know yourself better, realize what your objectives are in life, purpose in life, uh, and then you have children as well. You know, they're, they're different things. They're yes. slightly different. So, say and on the maternity question, it's quite it's quite simple. That you know, I, I you always turn it into something positive. So you say, yeah, I took two and a half years off. Uh, obviously. Uh, decided to bring up family this was the perfect time uh-huh, I like that this is the perfect time and and sometimes so and what people are scared of you see employers let's just uh, I'm going to be very upfront and maybe this might be a little political political it's okay, it's okay. Uh, but em- employers are you know in the back of their mind that's what they're thinking is this person going to be gone for this period of time yeah and it's just not the males there it's, no, it's, the, it's women, the women too it's the women too yeah. and so if, but if, you, if you're in that position where you have had children, you can just gently drop in there and two's enough. Aha, so yeah. And you can go for your third later if you want. But, yeah, but it doesn't, but yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm quite happy with the two I've got. Yeah, so and so that, that's put that concern that to, bed. to bed and you've dealt with it. Got you know, it. I've been there, done that. My kids are now in school. I'm ready to get them to work. And actually, uh, you probably, you know, in that time, I have been 
going on some course, doing some technical courses. You know, I've been doing exactly. Yeah. So your technical course, yeah. Say so say that, and at the same time, you could say actually uh, that. What I normally say is that 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 gave you an opportunity to really think about where you wanted to go in your life, what you wanted to do, and actually really motivated to get back in. I love that. See, I can totally see why that yeah. would be from an employer perspective. That would be exciting because instead of kind of suddenly feeling guilty about the yeah. career break and going, you know, I know I took a career break, yeah. but I shouldn't have. You're actually totally twisting it around yeah. and saying it was the perfect time to take a yeah. career break. And I've used that opportunity to upskill. I'm yeah. really excited about yeah. going to work and I'm thrilled with the two kids I have or the four kids I have yeah. or whatever. I like that. Exactly. And, and if you think, again, it goes back to that childhood behavior where maybe you feel like parents are telling you off, and you, you, maybe you, you've stolen, taken the chocolate out of the cupboard and, your mom catches you and you're like what are you doing and you're like uh but really what you should say is mom i'm hungry and you <laughs> walk away you know and, and your mom will just be like what on earth happened but really as a child you go oh sorry um and you put it back you know or yeah. you start crying yeah uh, but in this situation it's about keeping that you yeah, don't start crying this don't start, yeah, yeah. um okay well let's talk about the trickier things to talk about let's talk about the mental health break and let's talk about you know the cancer break well i think that this is the thing this is quite uh, I would always say, so I say you focus on the thing that has the least negative. So I think with the cancer one, I think we can just put that aside because that's very different, again, slightly different in the sense, in that sense. But with the mental health thing, I think employers, although we are now, attitudes are changing towards mental health, there is still that stigma yeah. attached to it. And so for me, what you look at is in that period, you took time out, right? Uh, you took time out because maybe you've had a 20-year career and you just never had a break. You actually literally, and that's what happens a lot. That's of what happens a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. And you just thought, it's about time to have a break. I needed a break. This, again, perfect time. I was being made redundant or, you know, the, the project that I was on came to, to an end. Yeah. And I took a bit of time out. Now, the mental health might be an aspect of that time that you took out, but I'm sure you did lots of other things. Maybe you went to see your family. Maybe you traveled. So focus, Maybe upskilled. Yeah, upskilled. So focus on those things rather than focusing on that thing and going into huge detail about the type of mental health illness that you have or mental health problems that you have. Because all of a sudden you start focusing on that. It's remember they don't know you. They've just met you and they they are making a snap judgment. Yeah. And if if so, focus on the positive things you did during the break. Yeah. And I liked how you said that that it's you know it I. I had just finished, like if it's a five year, 10 year, 20 year, I've you know, been working yeah. quite hard, needed a break to reassess where I was, yeah. to figure out what I wanted to do. And actually I've done that now and yeah. I've upskilled and this is what I know I want to do and just keep going on with that. So that's it. It's important to know that there is no one size fits all answer for how to deal with putting a career break on your CV. I think what I've gained from these interviews is that it's okay to include a career break on your CV. Whether you say it was planned or unplanned, uh, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is you don't leave a lot of questions uh, where the employer is asking why, right? Uh, and I loved how um, both Sandy and Helen talked about really highlighting the things that you've done during your career break, uh, and also Farhan, and how important it is to highlight things like upskilling and uh, and in you know spending time trying to figure out what it is you really really wanted to do, so that when you're sitting in that interview or when you're submitting that CV, 
you know that that's really where you want to work and that's really what you want to do. And um, coming up, which I'm really excited about, I'm going to be in the next podcast, video cast, I'm going to be talking about uh, your ideal employer avatar. So you may have heard about the ideal customer avatar. Well, when I was talking to our tech pixies who were going through the LinkedIn module, I started talking about something called the ideal employer avatar. So that's coming up and we're also going to be talking uh, in the month of May about your values. And we have a very special live interview with Mike Jennings, who's the founder of Jennings, uh, which is a uh, co-working space in Oxford. So we're going to talk to him about a book he wrote called Valuable. So definitely make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. And you know, we have a free podcast uh, guide, how to get your podcast up in less than an hour. Uh, So if you screenshot your subscription, and email the screenshot to us at support at techpixies.com, we will send you our free guide on how to get your podcast up and running in under an hour. It's the exact process that I use to get this podcast slash videocast slash livecast up out into the world. And we hit number one in the UK in marketing on April 27th, 2020, right in the middle of the coronavirus. So it's not that hard to get a podcast up. You can totally do it and it's completely 100% worth it. It's the best way right now to reach the people uh, in your world, the people who wanna hear from you, and it's really a great thing to be doing if you're not ready yet for a video. Of course, we know video is the way to go, but if you don't wanna get into video, definitely you wanna get into podcasting. So again, if you subscribe to the podcast, and I would love a review as well, I read every single one of them and it helps me shape what we do, uh, please a screenshot or screen grab. And if you don't know how to do that, you can search in Google screen grab on my Galaxy, screen grab on my iPhone, and then just send that screen grab to us at TechPixies, support at techpixies.com, and we'll send you our free podcasting guide. Okay, that's it for now. Uh, We'll speak to you next week when we dive into the ideal customer employer. No, the ideal employer avatar, which is like the ideal customer avatar, but we flipped it on its head. All right, see you then. Have a great day.